Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight, we have the biggest news story for the L.A. Rams for the entire year. No doubt about it. Plus, a quick look back at the Week 3 madness out in Buffalo. And later on, the New York Giants are in town for a day with the Rams. We preview the game next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to another edition of Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. Laying down the law for you guys tonight. Interesting show we have for you guys. We, of course, are going to talk about just briefly, just very briefly. It's already Thursday, so I, uh, when I'm recording this, at least, you might be watching me on uh, Friday or Saturday, but it's Thursday right now. I don't want to go too crazy into the uh, Week 3 game against the Buffalo Bills, but I think something needs to be said. I at least need to say something, okay? And then uh, also, according to your social media feeds, as well as any Google search you did on the Rams earlier this week, uh, we have, without a doubt, the single biggest news story surrounding the LA Rams for the 2020 season. This will not be topped. I don't think it's possible considering how often I saw this story this week. We'll get into that here shortly. And then of course we have um, we have the Giants in town. We got Rams and Giants. Big line on this one. Yeah, okay guys. There's a big line on this one. So uh, let's just put it this way. Rams are favored by a decent amount in this one. The Giants are not a very good football team right now, but we'll get into all of that a little bit later. And we do have just a few fan quesos for you guys. I I, I threw out my um I th- I threw out my my line, you know, trying to get some fan quesos involved here. Uh, no one on the Ram Showcase Facebook page commented any questions, which is totally fine. I'm not my feelings are not hurt at all. You're allowed to not ask me questions. That's totally acceptable. But that means that if you do want to ask me a question, I'm not going to post it anymore, okay? <laughs> so just message the page. We'll get your question answered. Uh, some people do this. Some people don't. It's fine. I just like to answer some questions. I did get some on my personal Facebook page, though. So we will talk about those. We'll get into those later on. I'm going to try to give a little bit more time, see if anybody else pops in. But you guys, I- I've teased this a little bit. We have, without a doubt, the single biggest news story that could possibly be about the L.A. Rams. And the reason that it's the biggest news story is because this is the easily, easily the most talked about topic heading into this week four game against 
the New York Giants. And that is, drum roll please. I don't have a real drum roll, but yellow pants. Yellow pants fever has hit LA. We're rocking the yellow pants. And this to me is not that big of a deal considering we've worn yellow pants a lot in the last few years. But according to my, you know, Google notifications, push notifications, I have Twitter notifications coming through, Google searches, scrolling through my Facebook. The number one story this week is without a doubt that the fact that the Rams are wearing yellow pants. I'm not even making that up. I'm sure most of you guys have seen this as well. It, don't get me wrong. I love the yellow pants. Yellow's Joe's, Joe's favorite color. Sheriff's favorite color over here. I, I'm a big yellow fan. I love the yellow jerseys. I'm sad that we won't see them this year. Maybe next year. Fingers are crossed that our next uniform is a yellow one. Maybe the year after that, though. Fingers still crossed. I hope we get one. That's I love it. But for this to be this big of news was jarring to me. <laughs> and uh, I had to make some comments about it, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, yellow pants fever is uh, running deep in L.A. right now. And, you know, I'm I'm with it. I'm here for it. All right. So uh, we got yellow pants this week. Uh, first time at SoFi Stadium, we'll see yellow pants. Also, first time SoFi Stadium, we'll see these these uh, blue uniforms, which, by the way, I realize not a lot of people are fans of the gradient numbers. But when the game's going on, that's the last of my worries is what the what the Rams are wearing <laughs> specifically. I do like the uniforms, but that's like the least of my concerns. As long as we're still scoring touchdowns, getting first downs, Aaron Donald's still ruining lives then I'm all good with it. I'm all good with whatever they want to wear. But um, this uh, this yellow pants story. Pants, 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 pants. So uh, yeah, that's where we're at right now. Um, and I think that part of this might be because the New York Giants, not exactly a good football team this year. So this might be the reason that this is a big story going into this week. I'm hoping that that's what it is. Um, because the amount of yellow pants articles and posts I've seen, I'll be honest, it's obnoxious. It's a little bit obnoxious. This is coming from a person who's obnoxious. All right, uh, next up here on the news list, uh, I don't know if you guys are big YouTubers or uh, in the YouTube world. I've I discovered over over the quarantine time, uh, I discovered a YouTube channel run by former NFL quarterback JTO Sullivan. It's called the QB School Awesome Channel. I've absolutely dug everything he's done. I found this a while back, and I just, I was locked in, okay? The way he goes in-depth and breaks down these, not only the plays, but the players as well, what he thinks players messed up on, uh, anything like that, It's he kind of picks out, you know, is like, oh, I th- this guy probably got this wrong here, or or weird play design here, but this guy, you know, he could have hit, he, he should have done this, he should have blocked this guy. Or this guy did an awesome job by doing this. There was actually one play that he broke down. It was a Cups touchdown where he comes across, puts his hands on a linebacker to block the corner because it was man coverage. The corner sees that, darts after uh, Daryl Henderson on the play action, and then Cup releases and he's wide open, goes in for the touchdown. And the, just the way that the JTO Sullivan breaks it down, if I remember, and this is a that's a big if, a big if. If I remember on the YouTube video, I will drop it in the comment set or in the uh, description. If I don't, feel free to comment. I will I will find it and put it in there. But he broke down Jared Goff for a week three Buffalo game, and it was awesome. I love that stuff. I love the in-depth, like, 
the the hardcore breakdowns of you know what what the defense is running where these guys are going all that stuff i eat that stuff up uh myself i don't know if you guys do as well if you do though Make sure you check it out. The QB School is what it is. Uh, J.T. O'Sullivan, uh, like I said, former NFL quarterback, breaks things down in such an awesome way. I absolutely love that channel. Uh, I watch the crap out of it. He does a lot of rookie stuff too. You know, he's he'll he'll go through and do like some uh, Trevor Lawrence stuff. Uh, he'll I'm sure he'll have a bunch of Trevor Lawrence this year. Uh, it's really cool, really awesome stuff. I really enjoy it, and I just wanted to. Um, this is obviously not like a paid. Thing or whatever. I just really like this channel and I think it needs more people to be watching it. And if you guys are one of those people that like to see that kind of thing, absolutely go check it out. 100%. So let's take a quick look back. All right. So the Rams and Bills played one hell of a football game on Sunday. One hell of a football game. It was really fun to watch, actually. And it, it wasn't for a little while. There was a part of that where it was like, okay, what the hell are we doing out here, guys? Like, it was it was just one of those. But it seemed to be game plan. It didn't seem like anybody was, you know, just kind of slacking or anything like that. It really did seem like a game plan. Buffalo st- started with a really strong game plan. Rams didn't look like they were necessarily ready for all that. Adjusted. And then we know what happened. The Bills were able to close it out at the end. So I just wrote, I wrote up a little something on this, and I just needed to get... I, I actually wrote this on Sunday after the game. Uh, just hanging out at home. I, I watched it at home. If you guys didn't watch my Facebook Live, that's fine. I mean, you're dead to me, but it's fine. Uh, make sure you catch this one. I, I do, uh, on the Ram Showcase Facebook page, I go live before the game, every game. And just we just talk. You guys can drop questions. You guys can make comments. Whatever. And we just have a conversation. It's really fun. I have a great time with it. And uh, I think I think some other people do, too. If not, then I don't know why you're there. But if you are not there and you think it might be fun, be there. What are you doing? So, it's really difficult for me to blame this loss on a missed P.I. call. It, it really is. It Yes, it was a blown call. Terrible call. That's not the reason the Rams lost the game. Alright? So, even if that is the reason that you want to call the Rams lost the game, the Rams as a fan base aren't allowed to complain about stuff like that, guys. We can't make fun of Saints fans for getting mad at NRC and that missed call in the NFC Championship game, which, granted, didn't guarantee the Saints were going to win that game if that play if that pass interference was called. But we're not allowed to say, like, oh, these Saints fans are crying. Look at them. They're, they're, they're over there wiping tears, Saints fans. It's just the NFC Championship game. And then have us, in a Week 3 game, complain about this call. I... It doesn't make sense to me. That's why I said, hey, bad calls happen. We know it. The Saints know it. Bad calls happen. If you want to say say that the Saints wasn't a pass or fierce call, that's, I mean, uh, statute of limitations, I think. We're we're good. We're not going to get taken out of that Super Bowl, all right? Uh, But either way, yes, it was a terrible call. Bad calls happen all the time. Every game, there's at least one awful call that shouldn't have been shouldn't have been there or should have been there. Happens at least once a game. It's difficult to be mad at the Bills, though. They have such a strong coaching staff, all right? And so when the Rams go down by 25, score 29 straight points to take the lead, and then the Bills' strong coaching staff makes a slight adjustment and is able to work down the field one more time and score a touchdown... I mean, you got to give it to the coaching staff. They have a really strong staff out there. One of the better staffs in the NFL. And I would—I don't want to say it's better than the Rams staff. It might be. 
but this is Rams showcase, and I'm not about to admit that. But also, the Rams coaching staff is really young, and if we are a better staff than them, we actually just don't really know that yet. Okay, we still got to give like O'Connell and, and Staley some time to uh, make their imprint, you know. But Buffalo's coaching staff is awesome. They made the adjustments, and it's hard to be really upset about that. Uh, but honestly, what really, what I'm really looking at here is that the Rams. Yeah, we, we got a pass interference call. That sucks. That really sucks. It wasn't pass interference. If anything, it was offensive pass interference. So that's a bummer. And on fourth down, too, that sucks. But the Rams also shouldn't have given up a third and 22 on that same drive. The Rams also shouldn't have gotten down by 25 points to a Bills team led by Josh Allen, who, in fairness, is having a really strong year. But come on, guys. Like, that's... I don't know. It just... To me, that missed pass interference call was not the reason the Rams lost the game. Getting down by 25 points, giving up a third and 22, that's why the Rams lost the game. And uh, none of that is a targeted Aaron Donald because that dude almost won the game on his own. He almost single-handedly just took control of the game. There was a point in that game in the third quarter, third and fourth quarter, where Aaron Donald was just like, all right, I'm not playing around anymore. I'm done. Like, <laughs> I'm just done. Like, and he just took over the line of scrimmage by himself, which is honestly something I've never seen before. I've watched a lot of football, maybe not as much as some of you guys have. I've, I was born in 1991. Some of you guys have watched more football than, than my life. You know what I mean? Like, you guys have been watching since, like, the 70s, some 60s. I have fans that, I have people tell me they've been fans of the Rams since the 60s. That's awesome. I, though have never seen, with my own eyes, watching a football game, I have never seen somebody take over the line of scrimmage like Aaron Donald did against the Buffalo Bills in Week 3. That was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. But it's like, it's hard to just keep on talking about Aaron Donald. Like, we know. We know he's amazing. It's just, I, it's one of those things. It's, um, yeah, I can sit here and talk about how great Aaron Donald is. And I will, and I have. But... Not 100% necessary. We all know that Aaron Donald is absolutely insane. And every time I see a stat of of like Aaron Donald absolutely wrecking some souls, I share it in, at ESPN. <laughs> Hop on board with that. Feel free to. Just uh, at ESPN. So let's talk about this game. We got Giants at the LA Rams. This game's going to be amazing. 105 uh, p.m. LA time for the kickoff. The Rams in this game are favored. By 12 and a half points with an over-under of 48. That means Vegas thinks we're just going to beat up on the Giants. Which, I mean, credit Vegas. They they understand what's happening in this game. We're the better team in this one. Um, let's see. Some notes. The Giants have seven turnovers on offense. That is tied for second most in the NFL. Um, that's at Jalen Ramsey, at Taylor Rapp, at you know John Johnson, Troy Hill, Darius Williams. Come on, guys. We need some more picks. I love picks. They're the most, that to me is like one of the most exciting plays in football is when the Rams specifically get an interception. I, I that, that gets me more hyped than anything else watching the Rams game, which is always a good time. Uh, Adam Amin and Mark Schlereth will be your commentators. I'll put up the, uh, the map for you, uh, YouTube watchers. Uh, the blue area this time, if you guys are, uh, looking at the map right now, then, uh, it, it's a very small area. I didn't expect you know, it's it's unfortunate we get a New York versus L.A. game and the matchup itself is just not as strong. Not any fault of our own, but thanks a lot, Giants, for
for not pulling it together a little bit and giving us a good uh good coverage for this one. So if you guys are in the in the zone, awesome. I am definitely not, so I will be at the bar uh watching this one, uh putting some adult pops in my face and watching uh the Giants and the Rams. It's gonna be awesome stuff. So let's take a look at uh oh actually I got some more for you. The Giants, they're last in rushing yards. Like fifty six. We'll get to that in a in a minute, but uh, very low averages. Uh they are Last in yards per rush, they are last in first downs on the ground, and now they also don't have Saquon Barkley, who tore his ACL. That's huge. I mean, I know that they didn't have him last week either, but still, that's huge. I mean, Saquon Barkley is one of the better players in the NFL. So, for them to be down, his 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 thighs are like as big as my torso. I mean, that's not that impressive. I'm sure a lot of people's thighs are bigger than my torso, but I mean, the guy's insane. He's got straight tree trunks. And uh, also the Rams, uh, six rushing touchdowns, the second best in the NFL. And those are not all from running backs. Spoiler alert. I don't know what I'm spoiling. I'm not going to mention that later. The, the We have rushing touchdowns from wide receivers is what I'm trying to say. There's no spoilers there. Let's take a look at the matchups on this one. The Rams offense versus the Giants defense. This is a good matchup. I like this one. Uh, I like it for us, I guess, is is the proper way to say that. The Rams offense is still, uh, they're still playing really strong. Uh, efficient, not necessarily explosive, but there are explosive aspects to this offense, which I really like. Uh, so last week, the team made a great adjustment, scored 29 straight points. It's just unfortunate that that really wasn't enough and that the Rams defense wasn't able to make that final stop. Uh, but the Rams' ground attack has been great. Not only do the Rams have a three-headed monster at running back, but the wide receivers get involved pretty heavy in the run game as well, uh, leading to a pretty strong ranking there, uh, as you can see on the screen. And the Giants, on the other hand, not great against the run. Uh, this really could turn into a long day uh, for the Giants if they can't get the ball back to their offense. Also, the Giants' third, or they're, uh, they're last on third down percentage on defense as well. And that definitely plays into the hands of the Rams. Uh, this year who are they it's more of a ball control situation rather than just light it up you know Goff still isn't blowing it up deep so he's still kind of reining it in still going short still giving what the defense gives him and uh, we're scheming people open a little bit more than just uh than uh, than I think in the past in a play action much stronger this year I think Jared is not only better at that but I think the wide receivers are better at that I mentioned earlier when talking about the QB school video uh, that Cup comes off the line, engages with the linebacker, puts his hands on him, showing that it's a run play. Corner bails on it, the Cup's gone. I that's that's not just on Goff, that's not just on the running back, that's not just on the offensive line, that's on the wide receivers too. That means that Cooper Cup is first of all amazing. We already knew that, but uh, that means that he's selling the run uh, the run as well. He's not just running his route because if he would have just run his route, that wide receiver would have stuck with him. Maybe not a touchdown. I can't tell. The I, I don't live in that alternate universe where Cup didn't uh, block that linebacker for a second. So I can't tell you, but um, who knows? Uh, let's see here. The Rams defense uh, versus the Giants offense. The Rams defense is playing pretty well. Not incredible, but they are playing well. Still bend but don't break you feel to it uh but the rankings on the rams defense pretty middle of the road uh but the eyeball test much better than the rankings really lead on uh this should be a good opportunity for the rams defense to make a splash with the worst run team in the nfl missing the one of the better running backs in the nfl saquon barkley this will force the ball into the hands of danny dimes which in turn could put the ball in the hands of guys like jalen ramsey so the rams defense not necessarily super explosive or anything like that but like I said, the Giants, 
they can't run the ball right now. They have Devonta Freeman now, which is an interesting pickup, but they're still not running the football. It's because they're lying. It's not it has obviously when you have Saquon Barkley and he can't get going, it's not it's not the running back. It's the line, it's the scheme. So that plays into the hands of the Rams defense, obviously. So the Rams defense not necessarily incredible against the run, but good enough. And this is now like we're going to be able to force the ball into Danny Dimes' hands, especially if we can take a lead. And I like our chances if Danny Dimes has to has to be the one throwing the ball. And he's the one that, you know, the game's on to him. The Giants are relying on him to get them either back into the game or to keep up with the Rams, whatever it happens to be. I like that. I like that for us. I think that that uh, plays into our hands. Let's take a look at the history of this matchup. Uh, the Rams do lead the all-time series 27 and 17 point differential. The Rams have put up 1,020 against the Giants all-time. And the Giants have scored 827 against the Rams all-time. The Rams won the most recent game, which was on November 5th of 2017. That was a 51 to 17 win for the LA Rams. And uh, before that, though, before that, the Giants won seven straight. And this entire series has been extremely streaky. Big streaks in this one. Uh, I said it was 27-17, but there's like six-game win streaks, seven-game win streaks, five-game win streaks on each end there. So it's um, it's an interesting series, but uh, it looks like it's going in the Rams' favor. And if the Rams win, uh, d- don't win this one, I would be a little bit surprised, honestly, considering where the Giants are at right now. So uh, Giants at the Rams, though, that series, the Rams do lead that 13-8 and all-time and have outscored the Giants at home 502-355. to Long story short about all this, this is the matchup. Long story short, the Rams absolutely should win this game. This should be a confidence builder game for the LA Rams. Uh, the New York Giants, not very strong this year. They're missing their best player, their single best player in Saquon Barkley is, is out for the season. Their sophomore quarterback is looking okay, but what is Joe Judge doing? Uh, we don't really know. So this is not necessarily even a like a rebuild season. It almost feels like it's a lost season for the Giants, and no New York team is playing well right now except for the Bills. Um, if you want to, I mean, they are a New York team. Buffalo is in New York, but I don't know. And technically, they're the only New York team, but we're not going to get into all that. Um but uh, no good teams in in New York right now, as far as that uh, that market goes, or New Jersey, if you want to call it that. Uh, but it's it's an interesting vibe because it. What are the Giants doing? Is this uh is this a season where we could see them kind of just implode and just try to scrap everything? Is Danny going to be around in the future? What are they going to do with Saquon? Is he going to be back for long term? Who knows? Let's get into the injury report on this one. Uh, I have Wednesday's injury report. I'm recording too early to get Thursday's injury report, so I do apologize about that. But uh, for the Giants, people who did not participate in Wednesday's practice, defensive back Jabril Peppers with an ankle injury, defensive back Brandon Williams with a groin, limited participants on Wednesday for the Giants, defensive back Adrian Colbert, uh, Colbert, is that how you pronounce that one? Or Colbert? I I don't know. I never know. Um, (laughs) But with a quad injury and defensive back Julian Love. Knee slash ankle, also limited participant. So DBs, they're super thin at safety. Uh, this is going to be a game where the injuries might play into the favor of Jared Goff and kind of lighten it up a little bit more than we have, uh, throwing those deeper balls than we have uh, this season so far. On the Rams sideline, uh, people who did not participate in Wednesday's practice, running back Cam Akers with that rib injury he's still dealing with. 
uh, defensive lineman Sebastian Joseph Day, SJD with the ankle. And then Josh Reynolds, wide receiver, did not participate in Wednesday's practice with an illness. Limited participant on Wednesday, though. Good to see him back. Jordan Fuller with a shoulder injury. He's back. We're good to go. So, uh, you know what? I'm just going to take one second here. I need to go get a drink. I'll be right back with you guys. See, you barely even noticed I was gone. It's all good. Uh, so, uh, next segment up here, we're going to go into the three to see. Uh, first, I'm going to start with Golden Tate, wide receiver of the Giants. Historically, he's been a Ram killer. Just historically. Nothing nothing too crazy, but, you know, the last game, uh, actually, uh, he didn't play amazing. It, he was with the Lions at the time, though. I'm not just trying to blatantly take a shot at the Lions here. That's probably what it sounds like, but... Uh, I'm not, but, uh, still it's, it kind of seems like, uh, not as good of a situation. <laughs> we'll just, we'll say that, but also it's the giants now. So who knows? Uh, but you know, historically we, I'm sure most of you guys remember, uh, you know, golden Tate kind of killing the Rams. Uh, and it really is just that one game that he hasn't had a pretty large day against the LA Rams. So, so uh, or slash St. Louis Rams as well, I guess. Uh, but this uh, Tate versus Ramsey, at least for a percentage of the game, I'm sure there's going to be some times where Tate's against Hill or Williams, uh, but Tate versus Ramsey. I like that. I like that. I, li- I like, I like that matchup. If Ramsey's on Tate, I really do. I, I don't think that Tate is shifty enough to get away from Ramsey all day long. He'll probably get a couple catches, whatever. I don't think he's going to blow up blow up on us again this time. Uh, next up on the three to see is going to be Daryl Henderson. Hendo! Coming off of easily his best day as a pro. Uh, does he have what it takes to keep that train rolling? We will find out. But also, I mean, Akers looks like he might be able to come back this year. Could he steal some of that thunder? Is Brown going to be the one that's, that's running the rock and smashing into people and, and creating big plays? It is absolutely impossible right now. We are only going into week four. It is absolutely impossible right now to tell who is going to be that guy for the Rams in every week. We don't know. Every week it changes. It seems like every week there's like a different, maybe, maybe there's, maybe it's on purpose. Maybe it's uh, looking at the defense and saying like, Hey, this guy, this guy's in a position to have a big day. You know, maybe that's what it is. Could it be Hendo? I'm kind of, I, I, I'm saying I hope so, but if, as long as it's one of them, I, I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm not big into fantasy football and stuff like that. I just want the people who are scoring touchdowns and getting first downs to be wearing Rams uniforms. If that's happening, I'm a happy guy. So it can be Hendo, it can be Brown, it can be Akers, it can be anybody. As long as they're Rams players, I'm good with it. But, hey, Henderson's playing real well. I'd like to see him stick around. I'd like to see him have a really good year. Uh, I, I think he's a good player. I'm a little bit sad that John Kelly's gone, by the way. I don't know if anybody else cares, but I'm a little bit bummed. Like, I thought he was really cool. Um, he's a skateboarder and stuff. Uh, I'm not, but I thought that was kind of a, uh, a cool skill set to be uh, tied in with a running back. I thought I just thought that was like, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like good balance, footwork, stuff. That just It added up in my head that he, of course, he's a good running back. He's a skateboarder. You know, I don't know if that even makes sense. <laughs> Those two things might be completely unrelated, <laughs> but I like to think that it helped. <laughs> uh, and then also Taylor Rapp getting some more playing time last week in Buffalo. Rapp did leave the lead the mob squad in tackles against the Bills last week. Jordan Fuller, of course, though, uh, kind of dealing with that injury, but Rapp obviously really talented. One thing that I've noticed about Rap though, uh, this even leaks back into last year. He does have a history of getting out of position. 
He needs to rein that in, all right? If he can rein that in and be out of position a little bit less, like 0% of the time would be amazing. I would really like that. Uh, but if he could be out of position a lot less than than what he is, and it's not even a, uh, he's not out of position all the time or anything like that. It's just when he's out of position, it's very noticeable. And so that's, that's why I just think it needs to, it needs to stop. Just be in the right spot, man. Just be in the right spot. And then if you're in the right spot, guys like Jordan Fuller don't get drafted and steal your reps. I mean, it's pretty simple there, but Jordan Fuller, awesome player. He's playing great. Um, but Taylor Rapp is, is part of my three to see. Uh, like I said, led the led the mob squad in tackles last week against the Bills, and uh, will probably because of that injury to uh, to a Jordan Fuller. Even though he'll probably play this week, uh, even with that though, I, I do see Rap getting some rotational uh, snaps as well as Fuller. So uh, they'll probably go a little bit back and forth, passing downs. We could see them both. Who knows? It's a uh, it's hard to tell right now with this defense. I'm still kind of getting the vibe of this defense a little bit. Very bad, but don't breaky. I know I say that all the time, but it is real. That's like a real thing. Um, it's it's interesting to watch this defense because they're they're not. I don't know. It's I mean it's just different, I guess, from Wade Phillips. I mean Wade Phillips was very aggressive. This is a less aggressive defense, more of a more of a matchup based thing, and trying to trying to create some uh, some interesting. I don't know. It's 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 kind of hard to explain what I'm seeing and what I feel like I'm seeing because uh yeah, because it's new, I guess is is really the thing. But Staley I think is doing a fine job. Uh I know that we could have held the Bills to a little bit less, but hey, what can you do? You know, what can you do? All right, this uh we're going to do some uh, uh we're going to do some fan quesos here. Uh, we do have a couple come in. Uh, we didn't have a whole lot. I actually just three, so uh, nothing too crazy actually. So this is, this should go by pretty quick. But first, to let you guys know, uh, this segment is brought to you by Shaw's Customs. Make sure you guys check them out. Etsy.com/shop/shaw's/customs. That's how you do it. A lot of shoes in that, so it's a very weird thing to say. Try to say it a couple times fast. You can just pause the video or pause the podcast and just say it. Etsy.com/shop/shaw's/customs. Boom. Say that. Okay. Anyway, though, uh, you know, make sure you guys order from Josh. He's awesome, dude. I've known Josh for, for quite some time now. Uh, he actually sent me, I've got it down here. It's um, uh, a Ram Showcase decal. It's going to be awesome. I don't know where I'm going to put it yet, though. I'm undecided. I appreciate it so much, Josh, but I'm undecided still because my my thought is always, what if I put it on something and I'm immediately, I immediately think of something else to put it on. That's That's always my greatest fear. And it's big, so I don't know exactly where to put it right now. I might just put it on my desk. We'll see. That's kind of been my thoughts, but we'll see. Because I also kind of want a new desk. This one's getting a little crowded. I got computers everywhere and a mixer and uh, just, it's it's bananas. I have three computers on this desk right now. I know you can't see the laptop. You might be able to see the corner of it, but (laughs) there's just a lot of things going on over here. Two computers here, one here, mixer, boom. It's just craziness. That's all irrelevant, though. Uh, make sure you guys check check out Shaw's Customs. And uh, you guys can uh, let him know the sheriff sent you. Uh, you won't get a deal or anything, but he'll get a kick out of it. And uh, remember, as always, if it wasn't made by Josh, it was made by somebody else. Well, let's get into these fan quesos. Uh, first one comes from Tyler. Who's going to be the official starter at running back? Dude, I don't know if it even matters. I'll be honest. I don't. I don't even know if if the a person being named the starter matters. It's a pretty heavy rotation that we got going right now. Uh, last week we saw it was Hendo. 
I'm pretty sure one and two, uh, it was it was Brown. I do expect Brown to be kind of the 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 guy who gets the most carries by the end of the season. I've kind of expected that this entire time. But Hendo playing great. Cam Akers can, comes in. Uh, he's playing fine, but I mean, obviously getting hurt. So we we we're still waiting uh, for his uh for his ribs to to heal up, and then we can get him back on on the field on the grass there. So. Uh, we'll see kind of what his impact is as the season goes on once he comes back. But right now, I think I'm most confident in Malcolm Brown myself. That's just a personal sheriff opinion here. But uh, I I think Brown's awesome, A. And then uh, two, I think he, he he runs real strong. So, I mean, take take what you can get from that. This next one here comes from Taylor. So we got Tyler and Taylor coming in. Uh, Taylor wants to know, are there any current running backs on the, on the roster, the uh, are any of uh, totally screwed up your question, Taylor. That's my bad. Let me uh take two on that one. Are any of the current running backs on the roster the long-term answer to the gap left by Todd Gurley? Also, sup, Joe. So, I don't know if any of these guys are the long-term answer. I don't know if the Rams are looking for a long-term answer. Honestly, I disagree with giving any running back a second contract. Keep them for five years, then let them walk. I don't see why that's such a bad thing. Because you do run into situations like Todd Gurley. And I'll just throw it out there as well. I know this is part of your question, and I uh, I don't want to like undermine your question at all. There is no gap left by Todd Gurley. I don't see them I don't see there being a gap left by Todd Gurley right now. The Rams I think were in a weird situation with Gurley where not only did we need to lie about his knee to the public uh, so that so that we would so that mainly to, to save our own selves here so that we're not getting talked about as this team that spends money real poorly, which we might be. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> we might be, but that's kind of that's. I feel like that's all that the the Rams were doing, and people like me obviously help that. I I'm I will back the team no matter what. So I'm kind of in that situation where people ask me, hey, what's up with Todd Gurley? Be like, hey, man, he's fine. Sean McVay says he's fine. Les Snead says he's fine. Gurley says he's fine. He's fine. That's kind of like just how it works. But what I need to do, at least, I'm not allowed to be like, oh, Todd Gurley, ooh, well, rough knee, man. That's <laughs> not good. Not good. So that's just not the not the way it's, it's done. So Todd Gurley leaving did not leave us a gap. Brandon Cooks leaving didn't leave us a gap, but Todd Gurley specifically because your your questions on running backs, I think Henderson is kind of that guy that can take over that role. But Malcolm Brown, I've been saying for the last like three years, it's like why is this guy not a starter somewhere? Like we're gonna lose this guy, he's gonna be he's gonna sign on some other team, and he's gonna be amazing. He's a great year, and we'll see what Cam Akers does. I mean, high pick, high pick for the Rams. So we'll kind of see how that unfolds. I don't know if any of these guys are necessarily long term answers. Uh, I think teams are starting to learn that you don't pay running backs anymore. You don't need to, A, because, I mean, situations like Todd Gurley and Saquon Barkley now, he might never be the same. Who knows? Uh, two is that uh, I running backs, are they come and go. And they it seems like right now running backs have like two or three good years and then they're about done. But there's running backs every draft that are awesome. And so just go get a new one. Like, I, there's no reason to not just go get a new dope running back out of the draft every year if you wanted to. There's talent out there. Uh, and then uh, D, yeah. And if you guys are keeping track at home, yes, I always do A to D every time. Um, but also, I mean, Todd Gurley leaving was not only a on-field, I don't want to say help, 
to the Rams because I don't think it necessarily helped the Rams uh, losing a player that's uh, he's talented, but I mean I just don't think he's physically in in, an, in good enough shape to keep it going like he he was. Um, but I think it was a a, a decent distraction as well uh the, when when you win or lose a game and people are like hey what's up with Todd Gurley's knee you know that's it's like okay there's other things that happened today like can we talk about the defense can we talk about Jared he had a good game can we talk about Bobby Trees uh, catching touchdowns and it always went to him so I think that that part of that play, played into the decision as well last question here comes from Alex who is going to win Rams rookie of the year you know what, man? Uh, if you would have asked me this when, before the season started, I would have absolutely been a toss-up between Cam Akers and Van Jefferson. I would have been juggling those. I would have been like, well, Cam Akers, man, I don't know. The Rams needed a running back. Now maybe needed a running back. I don't necessarily think so, especially Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson playing well. But it's like, hey, the Rams, you know, draft a running back high. He's very talented. He he looks like he fits into the scheme well. On the other hand, Van Jefferson, they're saying he's like a Cooper Cup clone, but he's, you know, great hands. He uh, he reads the field well. He gets open. I would have been a toss-up between them. Now, though, now, today, heading into week four, it's October 1st, the start of spooky season, by the way. I'm really excited about it. And now, I'm going to say, without a doubt, it's going to be Jordan Fuller. Jordan Fuller is going to run away with Rams Rookie of the Year, I think. 100%. I, I'm pretty, I'm very, very confident in that, actually, that, that Jordan Fuller, by the end of the year, we're going to be like, man, what a rookie. Like, we're going to, we're going to be looking at this guy, and he's going to be going into next year. Like, all offseason, you're going to hear from people like me and other Rams podcasts. There's a billion of them. You'll know, you know, listen to them all. They're cool. I mean, I don't have enemies out here. We're all just cheering on the Rams, and that's cool with me. Uh, but, yeah, go listen to them as well. I'm sure a big topic all offseason is going to be Jordan Fuller, what he can bring to this Rams defense for years to come. I think that's what the topic's going to be. And, unfortunately, and I'm not saying I'm rooting for this to happen, but I think that this will happen. I think what's also going to be part of that is that we are going to have the conversation that Jordan Fuller, he played so well his rookie season, he is the future at safety to replace John Johnson. I really think that that's what's going to happen. I'm not rooting for it. I love John Johnson. I would love for him to stay. I just think that this is it. I I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that people are like, ah, you screwed it up. You thought John Johnson was leaving and he's here long term. I would love that. I would love to be able to admit to you guys that I'm wrong about about John Johnson. I just think this is this is his final year as a Ram. That's all. That's all there is to it. Uh, that is it, though. We we showcased the Rams. They have been showcased. You know what? I'm gonna switch the music up. Next one. Yeah, there we go. All right, just to close it out a little bit. And uh, yeah. That's going to do it for me. Thank you guys so much for asking uh, your, your quesos. Uh, Taylor, by the way, uh, special shout out to you, man. Uh, for those of you that don't know, which is pretty much all of you probably, uh, me and Taylor went to uh, to college together. College homies, which is not something that I ever thought I would say. Uh, but um, Taylor, also congrats to you, man. Uh, graduation is tomorrow, which is Friday, and it's going to be awesome. I have to try to hope I can stream it at work the virtual version of it or whatever but uh I'll, I'll put it on my phone or something i'll 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 find a way to uh, check it out I'm, I'm gonna be hard for my boss to be like hey get off your phone what are you doing graduating college yeah yeah i am i don't know why that would be what they say but you know that's uh i feel like it'll be okay but uh congrats man taylor's part of that as well uh we're just out here being awesome and stuff 
Oh, to tell you. <laughs> uh, but that is going to do it. This is Ram Showcase, and uh, make sure you guys uh, Ram Showcase on Facebook. Do it. Do it, first of all. Follow the Ram Showcase on Facebook and Twitter as well, if you want to. Uh, that's cool. Uh, Instagram, also at Ram Showcase. Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. And uh, we will be doing live. We do it every week. Every time before the Rams game, I hop on there live, whether I'm driving to the bar, whether I'm sitting here at home, uh, watching at home. Or whatever it happens to be, I hop on there. We just talk some Rams football, which is the single best thing to do ever, really. And especially in 2020, we got football, and that's amazing. I know that there's one game that's uh, postponed, but we got Rams football, and that's the most important part of all of it. But thank you guys so much. If you guys are still watching to the end of this video or uh, slash podcast, you guys are absolutely amazing. You guys are the real heroes here for Scherzies. For Scherzies! And, uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for me. This has been Ram Showcase. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.